you know what? I am in love with the synchronicity of this podcast. And for those of you who will be checking out my blog, you'll find out exactly what I mean by that. My name is Lena Ski, and I'm the hostess of the Supernova podcast. And this is your invitation to greatness. Your invitation to meeting your inner Nova, to meeting your moment. Welcome to the Supernova podcast. It is amazing to have you on the show. Hi, Lena. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Oh, good. It's so great to meet you. I just love your energy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we were just chatting offline about the Divine Business Giveaway and just the amazing opportunities that it's created for so many spiritual entrepreneurs who have been in this position to guide and support other people in their quest to, to step into their own greatness. And I think it's such it's such a powerful topic because there's so many people who are feeling lost in that and so out of integrity with how they're designing their business or how a business plan needs to be structured. And everything just feels so limiting when we're approaching business from such a different perspective. And, and you're very much into helping people create an authentic business. So what does authenticity in business mean for you? Oh, such a great question, Lita. Well, I guess if I could start with what it doesn't mean, and you, you kind of talked about that. <laughs> I came from a background of um, I was in estate planning, and I was working 60 to 70 hours a week, which was not authentic for me. I didn't really want to do that, and I would dress up in you know a suit and hose every day and you know go into an office. And in in the office, there were people that, you know, kind of overworking. So Mm -hmm. if we got in after 8 a.m. or left before 6 p.m., we were considered kind of lazy in that (laughs) office. So this was just so inauthentic for me because I am a person that um, I love to connect with other people at really deep levels. And, you know, I would be in that boardroom making plans, estate plans for my clients, and then I would be connecting to their hearts. How do you want to leave a legacy? What do you want to do? And that part of it, I loved it. So what I did was I left that business and I became a coach. And in in coaching, I found all of my authenticity aligned. I could wear really, you know, comfortable clothes every day. I could still connect really deeply with my clients. That part of it, I took over to my, because it was authentic. Mm-hmm. I could um, set my own hours. So sometimes I would work till after six o'clock, but it would be on my terms. Mm. Or, you know, some days I would take the day off and I could do personal appointments in the middle of the day. Um, one of the things is I was able to get up without an alarm clock. And that was like really, really (laughs) exciting for me. So authenticity in business, I think, is really about aligning with your own self-care and being who you really are. And, you know, and that just opens up so many doors. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, the freedom and flexibility and the power and being able to design the life the way you want it. Is, mm. is pivotal. And yes, sometimes as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, you're going to have to put in those extra hours, but then it doesn't feel like work. 
it's it's just it's a complimentary maybe even if it is something that's out of your comfort zone that you're doing something that's a little bit different for you all of a sudden it's like how, how could this have never been fun before because it's all adding to this greater purpose Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love also what you said because you get to be who you really are. And I think, I mean, obviously you've gone through the coaching thing. We both have gone through the various coaching trainings and continue to, to work in those arenas on ourselves. But very often people don't know who they are and they need to go and do that, that piece of the work so that they can create an authentic business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so how would you, I'm just going to ask you, I guess, how would you have, how did you create who you are? How did you find out, find that out? Was it in your coach training? Um, it was through the coach training and even before. I've always kind of been open to, to meditation and that whole process of work. Life coaching has always been something that I was interested in, but back then I was assuming I was too young to become a life coach and too young to be of any real value or contribution to other people because, you know, my life was still relatively fresh compared to maybe other life coaches. So, you know, mm-hmm. buying into those myths over there and having a kind of a, a breakdown breakthrough of being in the entertainment industry. And even though I was helping entrepreneurs and creative people step up and own their power and market themselves and promote themselves, there was this inauthenticity about it because it was more about the fame game than anything else mm-hmm. and I was like no I want to I want to help be helping people on a more of a multi-dimensional plane I need to first go figure that out and um, through life coaching through various programs that really landed for me I think what you said is important though for people um, people who are in business and in some of these more places where you feel like you don't really fit. You're, there is some type of a square peg in a round hole or something mm-hmm. like that is to take some time, as you said, Lena. You know, I, when I left estate planning, I took, um, well, I actually did it in September of 2001. And I said, you know, I, I, I'm going to just stop and wait and see what's going to happen because I knew that where I was, wasn't exactly right for me. And I cleaned out every drawer and closet in my house. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I did. And and once I did that, I didn't even know about decluttering, but I just did it. And within a couple of months, one of my friends came to me and said, I know what you are. You're a coach. You need to look into this and get trained. And so I think that the point here for anyone who's listening, if you're in a place where you're feeling all that pressure and kind of, you know, um, not exactly aligned with where you are, give yourself some room, you know, save up a little money or whatever, and give yourself a few months to decompress, Mm. to let go of where you've been. Because um, what I found is if I would have made a decision as soon as I left the corporate arena, I, I would not have been, I would have made it still from that kind of energy and mindset. So giving myself a few months to just, debrief, decompress, help me to find my next step. And I think it's really important. The space is so important. Totally agree with you, Karen, because otherwise you're just reacting to everything rather than being able to respond to it or create something meaningful out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just continues that cycle of 
desperation and hustle because you're you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, get into those right reasons. Like, you know, it's something that is within you. Like for me, coaching was part of estate planning, but it was a small part. And so what I did was I took the thing that I was most passionate about and I got rid of everything else around it. Mm -hmm. And I just started really building into what was my, I feel my genius work here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, probably um, if there are any coaches listening or would want to be coaches, I would say you're in the right place. Um, I, I have been you know, somebody who has, has advised people their whole lives, people are always talking to me. You know, I, I used to say, do I have something on my forehead that says, ask me a question? Cause I was <laughs> in a store, you know, people would ask me these questions and things. And this was who I was, you know, so taking who I was and making that into like this whole entire, my whole entire business focused on the things that I love to do. It just changed everything for me. Mm. And again, with that is also, you only get to abandon the pieces you don't like. You rather get to build on what it is that you're really passionate about. And and the great thing with coaching is, as you're going through the process, you get to learn more about yourself in that process, and you get to grow that vision with it because you'll then start seeing where you gravitate towards and where your strengths and and genius zone lie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, you know, I got a little nervous because, of course, I had left this corporate world and I knew how to how to create using hard work principles. I mean, my second year I was in estate planning, I made the million dollar roundtable and this was a big deal and, and it was unusual to make it so quickly. But remember, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week, you know, so I, I knew how to how to succeed with all this hard work. And what, what was really authentic to me was I wanted to find out how to succeed with ease and joy. I wanted mm-hmm. to find out how to leverage my time. You know, that works smarter, now work harder. And, you know, Lena, I, I knew it was possible, but I wasn't quite sure it was possible for me, right? And I, ne- I had never, I didn't really know anyone around me that was working um, with ease, I, everyone around me was in my same fishbowl working really hard and making, making lots of, um, you know, money and, and, and happy, you know, trips. And we had, we had all these, you know, little things that we were doing, but we, we weren't, we were, we were stressed, you know, we were pressured. We didn't have the free time to enjoy all this. Um, so what I, so what I was wondering about was, would it be okay for me? Would I be able to survive and thrive in a place where I wasn't working all these hours? And, you know, it's interesting because all of what I learned about that is what I put in, in my um, Kindle book, which just came out a few months ago, which is called The Clients You Are Seeking Are Also Seeking You. And I realized that things could be easy. And here's the other part of it that we haven't talked about yet. On the weekends, when I was in estate planning, the little time I had left over, I was doing all these spiritual things, right? Yeah. So I, it's a little bit of a schizophrenic lifestyle, right? <laughs> the weekdays, I was like this executive, you know, all this. And then, and then on weekends, I was going to sweat lodges and, you know, healing ceremonies and all kinds of things. So what I did was I started using spiritual principles 
and integrating them into my business, which I had never done consciously before, made a huge difference. Mm. I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, I have been labeled and I, I, I used to proudly wear the hat of a workaholic. I was just uh, like, you know, <laughs> I thought I was thriving in that space and I realized, you know, actually I'm not. I'm just, I'm creating a lot of cool things, but it's not necessarily in authenticity. And an entrepreneur almost gets overwhelmed or frightened by the idea of it being any other way because it's such an unknown that you can have comfort and that you can have the freedom of the space to, to plan your day the way you want to. But it really is possible and it really is up to you on how you design it. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And I found that I could design it. I could use all of my spiritual principles and bring it into my business. And boy, that was really intriguing to me. Honestly, it was really interesting to me to see what I could do. And, and it was a bit of a challenge. What could I do to grow this business? You know, with this blend of the being, which was more of who I was being, that, that very spiritual person, and the doing, what I was doing kind of bringing those two together in my business. And I, I tell you that to the, to this day, that is the most fun that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. And, and yeah, we, we, get, we can get stuck in the doing and we think oh, like me being the workaholic, I, I labeled myself as that. And I thought that mm -hmm. was who I am. It was mm -hmm. who I was being, but it's actually the other way around. When you step into a space of being, then the doing that you do only complements that and, Obviously, you, you need to discern what the right actions are and what the wrong actions are, but it really becomes powerful. And the other thing I love, I adore is, I mean, I've always kind of also been on the fringe of corporate industries um, with the entertainment um, because obviously we were supplying entertainment or, or dealing with a lot of corporates, is the whole idea that you get to create it the way you want to create it and that you can have a spiritual practice and you can bring those spiritual entities in and it actually really, really works and it really makes sense. Like, I can't believe how companies have survived without that integral piece. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, maybe they haven't. Maybe they've survived and people have been bringing this in in secret. I think that's what's happened <laughs> because, you know, I, I do my, my, um, day job, if you will, or what I spend most of my time is on is coaching coaches in developing their practices, using some spiritual principles and kind of that inner game. And I also have some clients from um, Ford, w the car dealership, mm -hmm. the car um, manufacturer here in the States. And uh, I, I, so I'm coaching managers and they don't really know too much about my own spirituality at all. They know nothing. But when I'm coaching them, I use some of these principles. I bring them in in different ways. And, you know, and it's really interesting that they, they take to them. They understand what's this. So it, so it's and I also have a, a client who's not a coach, who's a salesperson. He's he's in IT sales and he understands a lot of this stuff. So what what really um is interesting to me is that people are using these principles. They don't really even know where they came from, but it's almost a natural. You talk, you use the word authenticity, mm -hmm. Lena. It's almost a, a very authentic to people to be, um, 
to bring their spirit, you know, as well as their mind and into work. It's just, I don't think they're conscious of what they're doing. Hmm. Well, what could be some of the principles that they might be unconscious of? Well, you know, like this, let's just take the first principle of the book. The clients you are seeking are also seeking you. And that actually is a little play on Rumi, who I I don't know if you know Rumi, but (laughs) he said that which you're seeking is seeking you. Mm -hmm. So it's this idea of if you have a desire that, you know, to do anything or to have anything, it is right within your periphery. It's, It's within your sight. It's right in front of you, but you may not recognize it. So the prince, this principle, we, I apply this to clients basically and say, look, your clients are right there in front of you. And I'll give you an example. When I first started coaching, I, I, right before I started coaching, in fact, I had, there was another uh, estate planner, financial planner that had gotten a divorce. She was getting a divorce and she came to live with me for three months. I said, you, you know, come, come and stay until you find your, your, feet on this whole thing and so she lived with me and then she moved out and it was about a week after she moved out and I realized I was going to become a coach so I remember this like it was yesterday we were on the phone and I said to her you know what I think I'm going to become a coach and she said oh my gosh people have been telling me to hire a coach for years but I never knew one that I wanted to work with I'm hiring you today so this person been living in my house, but I never even knew that she wanted a coach. She didn't know that I was going to be a coach. So once I, I got up and said, hey, I'm going to be a coach, there she was. She was right there. So, so, you know, I didn't recognize her, but she was there. And one more example that I think is really fun is one of my clients was uh, she, she became trained as an executive coach. And she really, she loved executive coaching, but she hadn't done much of it before. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about how she was introducing herself and her and her husband went out to dinner with their next door neighbors. And it turns out the husband of the next door neighbors was in human resources for a very large pharmaceutical company. And when she said to him, he said, what do you, what do you do in these days? And she's, well, I'm an executive coach. And he said, we need an executive coach. And he brought her in to that, you know, and, and she got this great paying gig that she had, she could never have decided, oh my gosh, my next door neighbor. It never even occurred to her mm-hmm. that he was, you know, that this is who he was. So he was right next door. So this is what I want to, want to get people thinking about who's, you know, who's living in your house? I don't know who's right next door. The clients that you're seeking are seeking you. That, so that principle of all you've got to do is really be authentic, state what you're doing, and people are hiding in plain sight. It's not about going, looking all over the world to find clients. They're right there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and even if you are finding clients over the world, they may be just because they're already in your in your network spaces. And mm-hmm. I love that again because it just makes it so much easier. It's just like, you know, you don't have to go do these huge Google campaigns so they can also help add value to your business. But it's really just starting where you are. And it's kind of got a lean startup approach, which is also very cool. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just being open to this 
this amazing opportunity has landed in your life for a reason. And you've been called to do something for a reason. And the reason you're doing it is because there's immediate people that need it. And if it was going to be this hard to find clients, you wouldn't have been called to do this purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lena, look at, look at you and I, we met, we, you mentioned through the divine business giveaway and all of a sudden, you know, and I had a, to back up just a second, I had a intention, a really strong intention this year to grow my list. And I had an intention to be on, to get out in a bigger way, you know, so to be on telesummits and podcasts and everything with lots of different people. And I joined up for the divine business giveaway, which are a lot of pe- my tribe, you know, it's people like me who are using these spiritual principles mm-hmm. to work in business. And so then I connected with you and it was so easy. And here we are, you know, so all of the intentions, it's just, they just seem to start snowballing when I am really authentic and I get, you know, I get with my community and my tribe, things start happening. That they do. And that example is such a powerful (laughs) one because I'm feeling it the same. Like my, my intention with the divine business giveaway was obviously to grow the mailing list, but the deeper one was to build those connections and to, to use it as a platform. Amazing people have come out of podcast things. And there's a couple other projects that I think we we're going to be aligned on and that I'll, I'll speak to you about offline. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Speaking of what your what your request was just mm-hmm. now, um, and yeah, it's it's amazing how how these things happen, and that's how it builds, and that's how easy it just needs to be. But it starts, I think, with everybody being authentic and showing up, because mm-hmm. we also have a tendency of manifesting things, but we lock ourselves in and we switch off the internet connection, and we just magically hope. It'll be FedEx to us, and it never does because we're not uh. opening ourselves up to receive it. <laughs> and entrepreneurs need to also step into that. So that that also speaks in very well with your book title. Oh, totally. And you know, you you use the word manifestation, and I will say I took a class with uh, Sonia Choquette many years ago, and she had this great analogy. I don't know if you remember, Lena. There was a show. Um, called Bewitched. Yes. It was about the witch, you know, um, Mm -hmm. Samantha. And she had this husband and she had this aunt, Aunt Clara. And so Samantha, she would have instant manifestation. She would wiggle her nose and whatever it was that she thought about would appear in front of her. And if you remember Aunt Clara, she would wiggle her nose and it would just be a little bit off, you know, Mm -hmm. like it'd be the the donkey with the human head or something. it It wouldn't be exactly right. And I think sometimes when we are not completely in our authentic space, for whatever reason, you know, life, life has moved us somewhere else or we're, or maybe we don't really believe we can have everything we want exactly how we want, or, or maybe we're in scarcity mode a little bit, which does happen to people. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of like Aunt Clara. Our manifestations come, but they don't come exactly right. So, For instance, like in the clients you are seeking, I'll use myself. When I am somebody who, um, when I'm in a little bit of scarcity mode, I'm thinking, oh, where are my clients? You know, like say the beginning of my business, um, I would 
clients would come to me and they were the high maintenance clients. Mm -hmm. So they were people that, you know, would take a lot of time. They wouldn't really do their homework. They were paying late, all of those things, because I took them on when I was in a feeling of a little bit of scarcity. When I am really in my authentic self, I know what I can do. I know who I can help. I feel, I, I just feel that um, alignment within myself with my values, my vision, my purpose, then the clients that come to me are truly aligned and they're getting results and they're sending in these great testimonials and they're paying me well and they're, they're happy to do so. So this is the, this is the practical aspect of being aligned is you will bring to you the right clients, the ones that will make it easy and will make it joyful. And, and I didn't believe this could happen mm -hmm. <laughs> before I did it. I really was just like, really? But now I know, I know how to do that. I know how to line up my energy, how to take those inspired actions and really draw in those clients. They're here, but it, it moves them closer to me. They recognize me. I recognize them. And it's like this match made in heaven. It is so beautiful. No, I, I remember like when that there'd be patches where I'd be doing that. And, you know, when, when I was feeling doubt around money or worth or those kinds of things, I'd be attracting clients who'd be going through the same thing. And maybe I didn't realize it and, and I needed them to, to point that out on me. Cause as, as, as I was working with them, I'm like, hold on, I need to be taking some of this information for myself. And then when I was in a space of just freedom and just being open to that space and I was like I really want to be attracting clients who really embody the whole thing of supernova and in that week I spoke to I think three or four people who I was just blown away by their conversations I was just like really we're having a conversation mm -hmm. you're, you're the ideal person to work with and it's just amazing how obviously you need to work on yourself in that space so that you're, you're mirroring the kind of things that you want to be doing and that you have that, that right intention there. Yes, yes, exactly. One of the other things that you, you also kind of saying is, I mean, th there's also this need for structure. You need to bring things into alignment. You need to have a state of preparation going into. People get lost in that because they make it all again about the structure, the ways that corporates have done it. And they get so segmented in those business plans and those to-do lists and those ways of doing things and those templates that again it becomes out of balance with who they really are and how they need to be doing things. So how do you reconcile those two things? Because obviously there's some fundamental structural pieces that we do need. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's this freedom, creativity, innovation, connection space that we do need. And that's what we're all called to do. Um, how do you balance the two without compromising either side? You know, that, that is such a great question. And that's what, that's what I think was my question when I started out. So, um, I was, I was very much more on the doing side. So that stuff got handled so easily. So personally, for me, I had to move into the being. Mm -hmm. I had to keep myself, you know, I had to stop myself from just running off and do, 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 doing. You know, so so the structures of business, you know, I mean, obviously we need um, a, you know, some kind of a corporate structure to our business. Uh, we need some kind of a, a way of bringing in clients, you know, all, all kinds of little, um, what do I want to say, 
uh, systems in, mm-hmm. in business. But those systems for me came easier. And so I had to add in all of the, um, the other parts, the, the, the being, the meditation, the lining up my energy before I took action. So for me, the balance was that way. Now, sometimes for some of my clients, the balance is the other way. They know all of these beautiful meditation practices and, you know, how to radiate their energy. They know all of that, and yet they're not quite sure how to make that into a business. Mm. So for them, the uh, the balance is to learn easy structures, simple structures. You know, people will come to me and they will say, you know, oh, wow, um, you know, how do I do this or that or these little logistical things? And I say the easiest way possible. And I'll give you an example. There is a, a very robust autoresponder um, group that a lot of people are using. And I don't want to name the name because it's well known, but it's very complex. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, I've had people recently say to me, oh, my gosh, I need a virtual assistant to help me with this. And, and it, it's, it's very expensive. And to me, using this particular autoresponder before you're ready is like driving a race car down a side street. You know, mm. it's just too much. Of it's course. way too much. And people want to get the best. And so they think, oh, I need that. And I will say to them, look, start out with a free version of a very simple one until you get to a certain number of people, and then you start moving up. So I try to really help my clients make things extremely simple to start out and and, and extremely um, cost-effective. You know, you mentioned the lean business. When we first start out in, in a coaching business, you know, we need a computer, a phone, <laughs> and not too much more, really, and so, you know, maybe a, you know, a little website, but we could even do a WordPress website mm-hmm. or, or a free website. So um, start out with very simple systems, I think, and bring yourself to, to that. So it's a balance either way. And one of the things that I have is my gift. I think it's one of the, one of the best gifts in the world that I have is I, I really do have a good blend of practical and spiritual and I'm able to kind of assess where people are and myself included some days I say okay I need to be on kind of you know move into this more practical stuff and some days I need to move into the more spiritual and balance is not about you know just getting somewhere and staying it's about moving forward and continually balancing you know one foot and the other and continually balancing so I think just really being aware, you ask the question, you know, how do we balance? Be aware of who you are. If you have a tendency to do more of the spiritual stuff, then bring in some of that very practical stuff. Look for somebody who can help you to get that. If you have a tendency for the very practical and systems, then bring in the being and, and the more, more of your human spirit into what you're doing. So it just depends on kind of where you are on the spectrum. Mm. And, and one of the things I like also what you're saying with the ease of systems is you get to play around with each facet of the business development process and mm. you get to really master it because otherwise you can just get so overwhelmed by the whole thing and then you know, you're, you're back at ground zero, if not lower than that. 
Uh-huh. A lot of coaches and consultants and purpose-centered entrepreneurs find themselves going through that. You know, they, they need to have all these gimmicks and they don't quite understand the heart of it. So knowing the heart of you and knowing the heart of how a business comes up and, and how organic that process can be is amazing. And it then goes back, doesn't it, to um, being open to those opportunities because as your mailing list grows, then you'll know where to take them and which autoresponder is the right thing for you or which... Um, social media channels are right for you mm-hmm. and you just you you navigate that and with coaches or, or with entrepreneurs being in, in different realms there's no one one solution obviously there's elements that people need that are across the board like websites and CRM softwares but everything's so specific to who you are and that's where it comes back to knowing yourself and knowing your audience and you know Lena I would I would say uh, you're in in many ways, you're right. In general, websites and CRM softwares. But honestly, I in terms of authenticity, I know coaches who don't have a website yet mm-hmm. and who are doing really well. Because here's the thing that's the most important, I think. The most important differentiator between those who succeed and those who don't are those who are able to have really um, effective enrollment conversations Mm -hmm. like as coaches and I don't know about other you know heart-centered entrepreneurs but anyone who's bringing clients into their business the enrollment conversations the conversations you have with people to be able to go deep to be able to help them overcome their gremlins and get into a um, a coaching relationship if if I could say one thing to coaches before the website even, you know, before anything else, get into these conversations and you can do it your way. I mean, I've seen coaches. I, I, in my first year of coaching, I didn't even have a website Mm -hmm. and I had like 30 plus clients that I served. So, you know, it really is about knowing what's right for you and when it's right for you. Mm -hmm. And here's the reason I kind of, uh, I'm kind of on a, um, a rant about this is my first year of coaching, I had other coaches around me that were building their websites. And Lena, I was coaching clients. I was having all these conversations and I didn't have time to get my website built. <laughs> and within the, by, by nine to 10 months of that year, the people who had built all their websites were going, where are my clients? I've spent all this time building my website. And I was saying, oh my gosh, I got so many clients. Now I can afford to pay somebody easily from my business to make a website for me. And some of those coaches that had been getting their websites together came to me and said, how do we get clients? Because that's what I knew how to do. Mm. So I would say authentically, you know, as as a coach or consultant or if you're a service-based person, master that enrollment conversation. Have as many of them as you can. Talk to people. Find out their biggest challenge. Find out what they really want and just get them into coaching. Mm-hmm. Help them. Help them to get into something that can help them fulfill their dreams. And everything else will follow from that. And like you said, Lena, you'll know what the right timing is to do everything else in the business. No, And I'm so glad that you made that distinction because I, I totally agree with you on that space. Um, I've even known coaches who've gone on to do these incredibly 
complicated flash sites with so much functionality <laughs> and they don't even know who their niche is. They don't even know what the conversation is that they need to be having. I'm like, but why? And, and mm-hmm. very often those are the kind of people who just get lost in creation because they're constantly tweaking the site to get it perfect. Um, I'm not saying that all people who, who take that, that um, strategy stuck there, but very often they kind of get left in the website space because then they don't know how to do the clients or they haven't even brought in the user experience and they're not thinking about it that way. It's so important to verify everything you do and, you know, are your products actually going to be the things that people want to buy? Are they going to be things that complement people? And are you actually designing your conversation, whether it's in web format or in um, verbal format with the person in the most powerful way? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm totally, I'm totally on the same page with you with that. <laughs> we might have learned the hard way, right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I was coaching before before I built my website, but because I wanted to bring in the book and because I wanted to bring in another space to build a mailing list and things, then I was like, for those reasons, I needed a website. Before I was just mm-hmm. using a WordPress site for for the blogging and then those things, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um while I was, you know, perfecting that process. But now now the website's going to be serving different functionalities. So I needed that piece there. But yeah, otherwise don't invest your energy where where your energy isn't needed. That is just a perfect, you know, little mantra, right? <laughs> invest your energy where it's needed at the time it's needed and you'll know and start investing your energy in those conversations with your clients, because even if they don't become a client, as you said, Lena, you'll learn, you'll learn what they want. You'll learn what people are needing. You'll learn how, what products are really going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So those conversations are, I would say one of the most important things for the clients that you're seeking that Mm -hmm. are seeking you get them in conversation. And and I'm still very much to opening up um, free conversations with, with people because it helps me shape other courses or other products that I want to do. And I'm like, okay, what's really, where are you really getting stuck in the process? And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they get immediate value out of it. And, and I get something out of it too. And if it becomes something bigger than that, then so be it. Yeah, well, we've covered a lot of territory here, Lena, today. <laughs> we have. We have. That's the way we do it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is. It is. To find out more about igniting more authentic experiences in your life, head on over to www.lenaski.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll not only get an exclusive guide to Get Up and Go Go, a guide to making things happen, but you'll also get front row tickets and discounted tickets to the launch of my new online course. How to market yourself authentically. So head on over to www.lenaski to find out more.